So I found myself listening to comments on faith recently, particularly Hebrews chapter 11, which is sometimes referred to as the Hall of Faith or Heroes of the Faith. Pick your your phrasing. And a question popped into my head, why does it exist? Why even recount the heroes who are in this Hall of Faith? And in looking at, I was trying to avoid the word context, but maybe you can't. In looking at chapter 11 within the broader context of an argument that the author seems to be making, what we might see is that though it's easy or even good to focus on because of how captivating it is, Hebrews 11 is actually a proof text to illustrate the point that's being made in bookends on either side of it. And it also got me thinking that sermons or commentary are sometimes hard to produce because I'm attempting to explain or give purpose to a text, in this instance, Hebrews 11, which is actually already clearly expressed and apparently applicable. That would seem to be how the original readers of this letter, its intended audience, would have received it. And yet here I am trying to give commentary on it when it's like, well, it's kind of right there. Why? What else do we need to say about it? Just read the text. And so, yeah, that's what I did, what I encourage you to do. All we have to do is sit with it and read it and really read it, Psalm 27.4. And according to Psalm 27.4, if we're actually going to say or live as if The one thing we desire is to sit in the house of the Lord, gaze upon his beauty, and meditate. We also have to understand that this is not a caricature of meditation or simply waiting for the Spirit to reveal something to me. But this does involve a consideration of language, vocabulary, clauses, syntactical structure, and not so as to become pointlessly absorbed in an abyss of abstraction. I like alliteration. But... It is to understand the flow of thought and the connection of ideas into a larger concept or message. And so if we sit with Hebrews 11, we realize that it is a list of examples mid-lesson. A grand and captivating support for a bigger and more important structure. The nature and purpose of faith itself. The conversation on faith flows out of an earlier point on the nature of Christ's sacrifice as propitiatory, if you don't know that, look it up, and reconciliatory between man and God. And it's not a new, uh, it's not a new teaching, but a reminder and an exhortation. The main point of the exhortation may be verses 10, 22 through 23, and then verse 12, or sorry, chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, bookending Hebrews chapter 11. So let us draw near with a true heart. Well, what is a heart? Greek word cardia, like cardio. It's the core of who we are. It signifies will, character. It is the fount from which flow thoughts, passions, desires, and appetites, and serves as the source of our understanding. That is how the ancients understood the heart. What is a true heart? It is sincere. It is genuine. It is the opposite of imperfect or frail. It is rightly oriented, functioning so as to be good, well-ordered. I have a question mark in my notes. And so, we are to approach, draw near with a true heart, in the full assurance of faith. Well, faith in what? 
that all which has been said previously and believed about Jesus and the forgiveness of sin and the cleansing of the human heart and the ability to deal with God are all true. And then the text says to hold fast to the confession of this very hope without wavering. In other words, do not waver from the acknowledgement of the hope which you have made. Well, hope, hope in what? What's the hope that you have? You have hope in salvation, which is the full and perpetual restoration of life. And that in communion with God. Romans 1.16. The corresponding exhortation to this is on the other side. So in Hebrews chapter 12, at the beginning, to lay aside every weight, let go of, to stop obsessing over, don't be consumed or myopically focused on every burden or circumstance or concern that comes up in the daily course of living life. Some of these are small, some of these are big, some of these are really big that we treat as small, some of these are really small that we treat as really big, I don't mean to diminish anything. But that doesn't necessarily make this untrue. Lay aside every weight. Let go of. Stop obsessing over. Don't be consumed or myopically focused on every burden or circumstance or concern that comes up in the daily course of living life. And by doing so, we will grow out of sin, which is doing what we think is right in our own eyes in whatever circumstances and concerns. This is a will born out of a corrupted and perverted nature, as in not properly functioning. To do what was right in our own eyes, to exercise our will this way, be concerned, to be under the weight of these various things, is to function with an untrue heart. The concerns of life cling closely, sorry, this moves on in the text, In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 or 2. The concerns of life cling closely because they are inescapable. They must be dealt with. Sin, or our will be done, clings closely because it is the manifestation of our own personal mode of operation. How we perceive, believe, determine, and then act. The race, which is set before us, as which the text mentions, is to live righteously within the context of our lives. And it requires endurance because life takes time and we'll always have cares, concerns, and burdens to deal with. Hebrews 11 comes in the middle of this and it exists as an encouraging proof text. So let's look at the definition of faith. Since it's called the heroes of the faith, you know, by faith this person, by faith that person. Well, what is the definition of faith? It has a definition, and that makes it concrete, knowable, understandable, and even relatable. It is a reasonable idea. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Well, what are things hoped for? A state or situation not currently in existence but which we are confident will be. So those are what we hope for. A state or situation not currently in existence, but which we are confident will be. And faith is the assurance of this hope. Well, what is assurance? It is the confidence 
which rests upon the foundation of faith, which is trust. Sound trust is also reasonable. So, if the argument about Christ from earlier in Hebrews is true, then trust in it is reasonable grounds for the hope of the full eternal life which has been promised by God. We all know what it's like to hope for an eventual reality because we have trusted in the will and ability of someone else to make it so. I have hope that I will survive. No, I can't read my writing. I trust that I will survive turbulence in the plane because I trust the pilot. The other half of the definition of faith is that it is the conviction of things not seen. Well, what are things that are not seen? It's not simply this concept of invisible, but again, not present to be verified. Faith as a conviction is the very proof or argument in favor of these things which are not present to be verified. And so, my argument that my friend will not reject me if I tell him this or that is the fact that I trust him. And this trust is reasonable because of reputation or past experience. So Hebrews 11, that this person by faith did this, this person by faith did this, is, as I've said, a proof text of examples supporting the nature of trust, of faith in God. Trust in his character, and therefore how he will deal with and relate to us. And help us, genuinely help us, deal with the burdens, situations, circumstances, cares of life. And perhaps this is how we can understand, you know, cast your burdens upon him, because he cares for you. But then swing over to when Jesus himself says, my burden, like take my yoke upon you, my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Meaning to walk with God according to his precepts and commands regarding perspective, you know, renewal of the heart, the mind. That is actually a lighter burden to carry than all the other concerns which can consume us. Very real concerns. And it helps us manage them. So, next time I talk about faith, we're actually going to look at the proof text.